Welcome to Brightly You Radiant Being, the show that wildly recognizes, encourages, and invests in the radiance we all carry so you can shine your brightest. Each episode, we share soul-driven advice and topics to help you live more brightly in mind, body, and spirit. Through sharing our experiences, friendship, and passions, we hope to impact you to step more brightly into yourself, inch by inch. Winds in the east, mist coming in, like something a brewing about to begin. Hi, Amy. Hi, <laughs> that was a surprise. I loved it. I, I am no it. Dick Van Dyke, but it is Scorpio season. Yeah, and even yeah. if it wasn't, we are now heartily into fall. Like it, it has begun. It is here. One major holiday is behind us. Another major holiday is coming up fast. And I just feel, I know I talk a lot about how much I love this time of year, right? Because I get to go in, right? Like the sun goes away for a bit and (laughs) I get to change some things and then emerge from my cocoon come spring, maybe. Uh, And so (laughs) (laughs) maybe emerge or (laughs) Uh, but like, right. I've been feeling more motivated to like shed the old and welcome in the new. And like, it just Mm -hmm. happened the day of the Scorpio new moon, um, which will have been like a week or two prior to this episode dropping. Um, But how about you? Like, how are you feeling? And especially how are you feeling getting ready for this episode? Yeah, this episode was kind of tricky for me. Um, I have been feeling really good. Like you, I love this time of year. Not so much that I get to go in, but that I get to be out in the wild. It feels wilder this time of year for me. You're right. So it does. It does. The winds. And I think it's because there's all these leaves on the ground. And so when the wind blows, these leaves are doing like mini tornadoes and blowing all over. And, and, and it's as if, you know, the squirrels are like, gotta store my nuts and <laughs> it just feels very wild you know, outside and there are less people out at least where we are yes. because the air is crisper it's getting yes. colder and chillier and mm-hmm. so when you're out it it feels like you're alone right so it I, does that, I think that might play into why I feel I love that a little bit wilder yeah so I love that but this episode I just I don't know what it was I couldn't get a handle on it Uh, And here's the funny thing, as I was reading our introduction, our sort of like, hey, there, you know, um, thinking about shining more brightly, all of a sudden I went, oh, duh, because (laughs) we're talking about the lunar eclipse, the full Mm -hmm. moon eclipse, but we're talking, what we're really talking about is being able to shine more brightly as yourself. But as I read those words, all of a sudden I was thinking of this great big full moon, but then having, you know, the earth's shadow pass over it. And so it's not shining as bright, but it is still shining. It's just shining a little differently. Anyways, having a hard time writing it. Wish I would have just read through that right before I wrote it. (laughs) But then I finally um, fell into it and and realized that it is an episode about change. Mm. Even though we're talking about the eclipse, the eclipse is like this really cool astrological, not shove, but kind of. So it's like, oh, 
this thing should happen in your life, or this is something you actually should be getting rid of here. Let me help you. Well, and and it it kicks off eclipse season, right? Like we've had a little bit of a rest. I mean, we were in some retrogrades if if you follow astrology, but, um, you know, even just, uh, you know, astronomically speaking, is that the word for it? Yes, it does. Eclipse season is starting. And this eclipse season, not to get too technical with it, because I am not an astrologer or an astronomer, but it is the Taurus uh, Scorpio axis. So this first, um, we call it first, even though we had other eclipses early in the year, that was the Gemini Sagittarius axis, all kinds of things you never knew you needed to know. But this one is... uh, in Taurus, that'll be happening November 19th, I believe. And it's a partial lunar eclipse. But the way it's being described is it's nearly a full lunar eclipse. So it'll still have that um, umbra, the Earth's umbra, so that when the moon eclipses, it's not like the sun. Well, first of all, you can look at it. But also, it almost gets this red hue to it. And so that's why sometimes people call it a blood moon. But oh, like the, when we think of the moon, the moon is our emotions, right? It's our internal self, whereas the sun is how we show up. That's our external self. So at first, when I was thinking about this eclipse, it was like, oh, are we being eclipsed? Are we supposed to go in? But it's so, not really that. So we've talked about, we have a couple different episodes on the moon, the full moon yeah. and, uh, and the new moon and just kind of part of our overall like ways to live cyclically and follow kind of the natural mm. circadian and energy rhythms the world and the collective is kind of going through, right? Yes. And so the new moon is typically when you do your intentions and think about what you want and plant the seeds under the light, right, of the moon. And then the full moon is typically when you kind of shed and then kind of look and see the progress you've made and like what mm-hmm. you've been doing. And so for eclipse or for this particular full moon or all full moons, like you said, it's in Taurus, it's Scorpio season, right? Astrologically for a couple of weeks, most of November. But so when there's a full moon, um, it's in its opposite sign, right? So we're in Scorpio season. So the full Mm -hmm. moon, like you said, will be in Taurus. So look at the seeds you planted six months ago. And it may have been around the time when we were talking about the full moon. I don't know how good of planners we were. I'm going to have to go back and that. That would be interesting. (laughs) What were you working on six months ago? Like, was there anything you were nurturing, starting to grow intentions you were putting out? Because typically, you know, the, when the new moon in Taurus, when it comes back to the full moon in Taurus, you know, you can kind of see how it's been, but when it's at an eclipse, like that's really powerful. Like you might see some big changes and some of those changes might be the universe or just whatever being like, no, what you wanted six months ago, ain't it? (laughs) It wasn't it. And push, shove you off the cliff into what is. And shove you off the cliff is a good analogy. You brought up something really important about the eclipse. I, I feel like, um, sometimes I even forget to not honor, but yes, honor, like the new moon, the full moon, do the moon ritual type of things. It's easy to just get swept up in your life Mm -hmm. and kind of forget about those little checkpoints. Right. 
but it's in a full eclipse, moon, what am I doing with my life? Ex- exactly. <laughs> but an eclipse is a little bit different because eclipses, first of all, I feel like the media is like, it's an eclipse. Mm-hmm. Better watch mm-hmm. it. Where can you watch it? Here's a picture of it. You know, all these things. Yeah. So you don't really forget about eclipses. But the other cool thing with eclipses is like you said, like just shove you off the cliff. Like even if it's something you're like, boy, I should probably stop doing this thing. The eclipse is like, okay, we're I agree. Gonna, <laughs> I we concur. Agree, I concur. <laughs> and we're going to do it in such a way that you will never want to do that thing ever, ever, ever again. Like, I you know, think that's I, kind of what I was feeling really? uh, just a couple of days ago prior to recording this is it was like, I just woke up and the bad habits I was having of not getting up and starting my routine. And, you know, like I talk you know, we struggle too with some of the things we recommend or that we talk about. Like, I just haven't really felt like meditating lately. And I've just been in a weird place with my goals and just like, they don't feel like they either really, but like all of a sudden on Thursday, it was just like, Oh, we're getting our house in order. Change is a coming. The new you is here. Get ready. Like, get on it. We're done with the rest. You have cocooned enough. Like, like it really did. Like, the impetus wasn't even just like, oh, I have more energy today. It must be a new moon. You know, like, just cyclical living. It was very much, like, internally driven, like, ooh, something's about to happen. And, like, knock on wood, I hope it's positive. But, like, let's... I'm, I'm, I'm going to follow <laughs> like either well, way, my house is getting clean. So I don't and, care what the end this is. I do think that's another really good point. I hope it's positive. Now, typically, I mean, I'm going to say that the universe is benevolent and not trying to mess with you and make your life miserable. All right. Yes. If we can just make that a clear understanding. So whether this eclipse shoves you into a new reality or shoves you into a change that doesn't feel positive, it is for a positive reason. It is to open a different door. It's to create a different path. So for me personally, one thing, there's somebody close to me that impacts my day-to-day very much so that I've been trying to help and support a major change in their life and a well-deserved one at that, really excited for them. If that change happens for them, my day-to-day life drastically different and possibly not for the better. Mm. I don't want to get too ahead of myself with the like, it could be, or like, it it could be great. Right. Like I can, I can, like, I'm prepared enough to know, like I can help drive this the direction I want to be, but I'm also really aware just based on how change has happened in my past and how I have not been feeling super ambitious or had a goal or just kind of uh, not resting on my, no, I've been resting on my laurels. I've been resting on my laurels, Amy. (laughs) And I feel like if this person gets this change, it's like the universe being like slapping Tracy across the face and Hey, it's time for you to think about whether or not you want change because now is the time if you do, right? Like it's a wake up call for me as well that like, if you don't like where this could go, what do you want? And if you do like where this can go, do more, do better. And- so I love that, that I, because sometimes I don't think, well, maybe, I, maybe we do because I, okay, let me back up there. When we think about other people's changes and how it can affect us, sometimes mm-hmm. we fight against that, don't we? And yet you're helping this person, even though you understand that if the change actually happens, it's going to affect you. 
But what I love is that, well, of course, I always love how self-aware you are, (laughs) is that you're actually saying, oh, and this change that will affect me and maybe not in a good way is actually is a good way because it would be the universe saying, all right, next up, batter up. Yeah. If you don't like what's happening, make a change you want to have happen. Right. Like I have worked, I've worked at a really crazy place. And my last day there was my one year anniversary, which I did not plan, but it brought me great joy. And when I left some people that had been hired recently within the two months prior to me leaving and saw the little thing on my calendar of one year anniversary and like heard me tell my tale, they're like, we thought you've worked here a decade. And it was like, that's the type of place this is. Oh, (laughs) I was like, you either, you either work here one to two years and realize what you want and deserve in life and move on. Or you have been here your entire career and are too afraid to leave. And I did not, when I noticed that discrepancy between employees, as nice as it is to feel incredibly needed in a chaotic workplace and to feel really, really busy, busy, busy. um, And to have money thrown at you if they like you and think you're good and they know it sucks there and they, (laughs) they need good people there. I did not want to get trapped in that world or get so embedded and specialized in this type of work and be so important where I am that I didn't think I could transition those skills somewhere else. And so for me, like I took it, like at first I felt like I was being punished, like the change to the new, this new job was supposed to be great for me, right? It was supposed to be better than the last place I left Mm -hmm. and have room for opportunities. And then within a week of being there, it's like, oh, I'm in hell. And then I could have sat in that place and been upset because it took a lot of inner job interviewees and interviewing and taking that job over another one and a lot of work to get there only to find out this is an idiot either. But it motivated me to try even harder and identify what I did want. And that's how I ended up meeting you. I decided I didn't want to work in the private sector anymore. And I started looking at the public sector and got a great job at a library. Like it was, (laughs) but like that push and just like realizing what the grind was and how much, even with all the money they were throwing at me, it was like, no, this is not my life. Like, and I have to decide now, because if they keep, if they keep up with what they're doing, I'll be too tired to leave. You'll be too tired and you'll think, oh, I'm too secure here. I'm making too much money here to leave. And plus, I like the fact too, that you brought up so specialized there that you wouldn't think that you'd be able to, you know, use your skills at another location. Um, I feel like not everyone is capable of doing that, of saying, oh, this is not what I want. And then actually look to see what it is they do want and then do it. So there was someone there, there there was someone there really amazing at at what she did there, but I had worked at a similar company where she thought her knowledge was so specialized to our vendors and the type of business we had. And I had worked with somebody, she was a pricing specialist. And so I told her, you're not starting over, you're starting from experience and your ability to make form relationships, remember pricing, negotiate, do all this stuff that moves with you. <laughs> right. And like yeah. this, the, the day-to-day stuff and the stuff that you're thinking is so important and what makes you a great employee, that's the stuff that you forget even existed two weeks after you leave. Like there's certain skill sets that oh. I used to think I had, cause I did it every day for five years at a job yeah. I hated. And I just went to go and use it again in Excel. And I had to Google how to do it. And I was like, I did this <laughs> daily you. for five years. It is on my resume that I'm stellar at it. Yeah. And it's gone. 
on. It, it was one of the first, your brain is like out with the junk. And so I think don't it's important. Need this no more. Right? Like your strengths <laughs> go with you. And when you're excited about and treated well and happy about the changes you are making, right? You're not just along the, you know, riding the wave of somebody else's tumultuous tornado mm-hmm. <laughs> of path, going through your path. Yeah. Um, it's, it's so much, you, you do better in it. You tend to thrive because you feel alive and awake. Yeah, but so often, and I know that we talk about this a lot, we've already talked about it several times during this episode. Yes, the change that you decide to make can be exhilarating and exciting and fun and beneficial. But if you don't decide to make it, if if for whatever reason, even if you have an inkling of some things that maybe need to change, but just seem too hard to change. And then this eclipse actually makes it change. Like, how do you front load for something like that? Do you, are there ways that, that we all could like look inward and possibly outward to say, all right, what would benefit? What changes would benefit me? I mean, do you do that? Yeah, I do nothing but that. <laughs> do I act on what I learn about myself? Absolutely not. Not always. But you have. I have. I've heard you. You've I, told many stories about when you have acted on what you've learned. Yeah, I think the whole thing about living cyclically, and then like even if you if you if you like me, I, I feel like I've been talking the last couple episodes. I feel like something's coming, right? Like I just feel mm-hmm. like something's coming, and I don't it know is. what. And so part of me has like been like, you've been in a period of rest, and then like the Virgo, you know, hyper in control part of me is like, no, you're frozen in fear, or like you don't know how to prepare, oh. and so what I kind of like to do in those situations is it's just like, I just do an assessment of, of my life, right? Like whether or not there's an eclipse in the moon, you know, what needs to be changed, right? Like yeah. your subconscious, we just had a dream episode and you and I yeah. were sharing some newer dreams before the show. And like a big part of mine is like, shedding, oh, Ooh, oh. shedding that old stuff. <laughs> Ooh, girl, you're no longer resting. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so just taking stock of where you are and where you want to be. And I think if, if open-ended journal questions or just like free writing or thinking like that is overwhelming or it doesn't feel like it's helping. I like that level 10 life assessment from Hal Elrod mm-hmm. near the morning. Um, he has 10 different areas of his life, like categories of life. You can make your own, but like spirituality, love, friends and family, fun and recreation, career, finances, right? Like all these things that encapsulate, you know, a human being in today's society. And you can look at those and rate yourself from on a scale of one to 10 how happy you feel about where you are. And then you rate where you want to be, right? Like if you want tens across the board, good for you. That sounds exhausting for where I'm at right now. But for me, like a lot of them, I used to get overwhelmed doing those assessments because a lot of them were really low and they were low because I wasn't putting effort into it. And I wasn't putting effort into it because I didn't know what to do. And I see that's the thing. And it's I think an eclipse is like, you know what to do. You're going to figure out what to do in the moment. So. Well, yeah. And the <laughs> eclipse could also be like, here, we're going to break your leg and then you'll have to figure stuff out. Right. Yeah. I mean, some people, <laughs> the change will be rest. It will be, you are now burnt out and you have to slow down and you get yeah. to enjoy your holidays or you should try to for other people like me, you know, 
for various reasons have laid around for the better part of the year. For good various reasons. For very, you know, physically I've been down mm-hmm. and out. Mentally, yes. it's 50-50. But now it's like, <laughs> we go back out into the world, right? Like it's time to blossom. It's time to go. So I think though, like just look at where, and if you feel overwhelmed or let's say all 10 areas of your life aren't where you want them to be, pick one pick one. If you can't, if they relate to each other, pick no more than three, right? And then go back to our goals episode and make small changes there. Um, You'll have an emotional reaction when doing this assessment. And Mm -hmm. for things that I think an eclipse or a moon might bring up for you, it's going to be the stuff you resist listening to that reaction. Absolutely. So look for the resistance in your life and then maybe see where you can be kinder to today you and tomorrow you and like help yourself out with it. Right. Like, yeah, I think that sometimes we get um, paralyzed by the fact that either we're not where we want to be or we don't know exactly how to move forward. And so we just don't do anything. And yet not doing anything is actually doing something and it's keeping you stuck. But I think it's so hard sometimes for us to just be like, okay, this, I'm not where I want to be, or these things have to change. What's my first little baby step to do this? I think I just posted a quote on Instagram. I can't remember if it was my personal or the, the podcast, oh, but I, love it's, it. I may not, or I'm not where I want to be, but I am on my way. Yes. So like, if you're parked, put the car in drive, put the car in drive. You don't have to go zero to 60. <laughs> Just start by putting it in drive. Like right. where is the resistance? And sometimes if you're like, well, I don't know where the resistance is. Mm, where do you feel it in your body? Cause like right can, now, yeah, like where I, totally I think about it. my resistance, mm-hmm. I feel it in my chest. And the first time I had a therapist ask me where I felt my feelings, I looked at him like he's the most condescending SOB in the world and was like, where <laughs> in my chest where everybody feels it. And he's like, not everybody feels it in their chest, Tracy. No. Some people feel it in their stomach. Some people feel it in their head. I was like, Oh <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I feel it in my gut, but honestly, mm-hmm. right before you said my chest, that's where this so whole warm. episode I've been feeling it's just like right there that Mm -hmm. it's just and it's the whole thing every time you say I feel like something's coming I'm like I do too (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying it's going to be bad I just feel like it's going to be big um so I like the idea of thinking about things in a different way. Of course, I like the idea of thinking about things in a different way. And I always try to make it, I don't know if I'm trying to make it fun for myself, but when I think about big change or releasing things that no longer serve you before the universe is, puts the smack down on, right? <laughs> I think about what if it was an adventure? What if it was an adventure and your I... I'm an explorer, right? Being an explorer of your inner landscape and your outer world feels much less stressful, threatening than actually picking out things that don't work or are bad for you, right? Mm -hmm. So if you could be an explorer, the thing with being an explorer, though, is that you have to go into the dark caves, (laughs) 
So, I don't know, Amy. I'm in risk management. I'm going to defer that one to somebody else in the crew. <laughs> A volunteer. This is what happened? So I was part of this. Um, I belong to this community of writers. And once a year, we would do this really fun community writing project where you wouldn't, you would only get a piece of the information that you needed to bring forward in the writing of this short story, right? Let's say it's a short story. And then you don't get to choose where you are in line. It happens one day during a specific amount. It was like a one hour period or two hour period. So it starts at a certain time. Let's say I'm number five. I can't even look to see what has already been written until it's my turn. Once it's my turn, I have a very limited amount of time. I can't remember if it was 15 minutes or 17 minutes to read what had already been written, to figure out where the story would go from there, and to include like these key little pieces that had to be included in your story. So I write mine that leads up to the explorer, adventurer, whatever, going into the cave, right? And I'm, I only have so much time and it's done and it goes to the next person and the next person, not throwing shade, the next person picks up the story as the person is leaving the cave. So all the meaty, important, dark things that happened in the cave were never written about. By what happens in the cave or, stays in the cave. <laughs> but this is what I think happens is that we don't want to go to the cave. Hmm. I think though, if we thought of it like an adventure, and that the cave was a very important turning point, and that after the cave is where the hero or heroine could finally fulfill her destiny, like then maybe we'd want to be in the cave. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, who wants to do the work? No one wants to do the work, except when you understand what happens on the other side of the work. If someone could clearly show you what happens on the other side of the work, then you would sit down and do the work. I think I've been, I've been looking more into how to romanticize my everyday life. Might be love it right? so much. Might be a future podcast <laughs> episode on it. Um, yes, but it, so with that, it, it's kind of starting with the end in mind, right? Like it's believing yeah. you are the main character and what you're doing today, you're already, life isn't happening to you. You are happening to life, right? Like time is not running out. You are in time, right? And so it's just like approaching your life, the adventure, the exploration with that mindset of what you want the end goal to be, but then mm -hmm. being open and flexible enough to go along for the ride if something better comes along, if, you know, what's that children's book or song, like, can't go over it, can't go can't under, go under it, it, gotta go, gotta through, go it, through it, right? Like, <laughs> so you just kind of, when those things come up, don't set up base camp and 
get into analysis paralysis or accept base camp as your new home, right? Okay. I love that. Don't go <laughs> to base camp and accept that as your new home. I love it so much. I want it. I want a t-shirt. <laughs> With that I think we have our Instagram quote. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I love that though. Cause she, you're from your writing story. She started with all the lessons learned without anybody learning the lessons. She right. just got to say what those lessons learned were. Yeah. So I think if you think about like, don't wait for the eclipse change to happen. If you're feeling like change is a coming, think about where you want change to happen in your life, yeah. write out those lessons learned and then figure out ways you can learn them or experience them or go and, and, and do that to get to there. So you still have to do some of the work, right? You well, just sometimes, you still have to do the work. Sometimes the work is fun though, too. Like sometimes right. self-betterment and like being your brightest and better self is just like going out and enjoying you, sharing you, you know, and going and doing things. And then just having that openness and that curiosity and that enthusiasm yeah. for life that when you do go out to dinner and a handsome stranger asks you to dance, you dance. And then while you're dancing, you're talking to him and find out he's a book publisher. And oh my goodness, he just wants a book about a young witch, Amy. What? And imagine you almost declined <laughs> drinks with your podcast host. That <laughs> Next thing you know, you're a published author. <laughs> <laughs> I like where this is going. And it's just because you were like, you know what? I know what's cold and I know it's dark, but no, I am going to go. And I am going to do that fun thing with someone. I like or, that. So it's basically, it's kind of also the saying yes to two things, saying yes to opportunities. Yeah. I mean, life is a choose your own adventure book. And I don't think enough people look at it that way. And I, I definitely don't. Yes. Right. Like yes. we get so caught up in like, well, I have work tomorrow. Well, you just chose not to have an adventure, right? Like your adventure is watching TV from your couch. <laughs> so I think that the new, instead of talking about a lunar eclipse, what the lunar eclipse actually is, is reminding us all that life is a choose your own adventure. I love that so much. Today, when I was cleaning because that's what I do on Sundays. We're actually recording on a Sunday today. You I always, I did. I <laughs> was sorry. blessing the house. No, I love it. And I always dip into, I have all these little, um, Prompts? they're not really cards, but a, they're like a, fortune cookie size slips of paper. Of, and that's sort of what they are. But a dear, dear friend of my mom's, uh, created them herself and then laminated them and cut them out. And like, I have her handwriting on all these pieces of paper and there's quite a few, there's maybe 50 of them. So every Sunday when I clean, as I'm cleaning this little thing that these are in, I open it up and I pull out a card and I see what sort of my fortune is that day. And today it is, I give myself permission to be all I can be. And so with this eclipse, give yourself permission to go into that cave, see what lessons need to be learned or things need to be left behind or what you need to add on. And then give yourself permission to like shine brighter. It's what we always talk about to be the you that you can be. I love that. I love that. Now I want a Sunday way to way to romanticize your life. I have a card draw every Sunday and it's the message from the beyond and it encourages me to be great. Like, <laughs> well, so you know what? I 
do want to do an episode on romanticizing your life. Cause now that I think about it, there's a few things that I think both of us do that would fall in that category. And I bet we could do things more intentionally. You know, we have, we kind of have the rest of the year plan and it really, if people listen in order, it does go with kind of the holidays mm-hmm. and the seasons and stuff. But I think that would be a great first of the year episode. Are you down? I do too. Okay. I'm down. All right, let's do it. It's set in stone. <laughs> <laughs> well, did the universe have anything to say? The universe did. So we always do a tarot poll or an oracle card poll. And today I pulled the eight of cups. So cups represent our emotions, intuition, creativity. Um, I love this card so much for the eclipse. Uh, basically, just so you know, this is a card. This There's a person on this card. There's eight cups in the foreground. And then a person, we see the person's back um, as if they're walking away from us with the moon in the sky looking down on them. They've left the cups behind and have crossed a stream onto their journey. So this is very much new beginning. Hmm. Not so sure if it's happy one yet, but they've decided to leave something behind and are now on their journey. This person looks like an explorer to me. Look at mm-hmm. they've got their walking stick and yes, absolutely. And what I love about what you just described was you have to make room for the new. Right. Like we talk about it in like a routine episode too, that like, if you want a new you, or if you want a different life, you have to change your routine. And sometimes it means stopping doing things so that you can welcome <laughs> in what you do want to do. And yeah. I think the, the same goes for change. You, you know, you're either going to shed the stuff that no longer serves mm-hmm. you, or you can make a conscious effort to kind of take stock of your life and just like head to that head to the new horizon, right? And why, and and get rid of the dead weight on your back. It's, it's so true. And speaking of dead weight, this person has no dead weight on their back. They don't even have a backpack. Mm -hmm. Something else I was thinking about with the full moon, um, the eclipse, I read where it said it's, it's encouraging you to like step into this new area of life. And as I thought about the word encourage, it actually means to fill with courage or confidence. So instead of being look at you fearful, with your Latin, <laughs> instead of being fearful about change, think of it as trying to imbue with you with this mm-hmm. courage in order to step into the change, whatever that might be. But also, you know, we are firm believers in writing things down and journaling and, and just taking the time to be with yourself and to learn more about yourself and to figure stuff out. So are there any areas of your life where you are looking forward to being an explorer or welcoming in change? I, I feel like I am a change uh, instigator. Mm, I like that word. (laughs) I am not afraid of change. I think probably the older you get, you might get a little bit more set in your ways. And so the only time that I don't like change is when people are like, this is the plan. 
and then the plan changes and you're like, oh, okay. All right. I can deal with that. But if it changes too many times and I'm like, get the story straight. Um, so I'm trying. Well, there's to think- a difference between conscientious, intentional, thoughtful change and knee jerking. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Thank you and for then that. there's a difference between I never do anything different or new in my life at all. And then a major change happens and I just don't have the toolkit to handle it. And I take different routes to work and I'm open-minded about stuff, you know, not being how I prefer it. And then when a major change is forced into my life, I'm better able to respond internally yeah. and externally, right? Like there's, yes, there's internal mindsets and attitudes yes. and preparations with both. And so, yeah. yeah. So for me, I feel like where I'm excited about being an explorer is more about how I want my day-to-day to look mm. and how I want to show up in my day-to-day. And so that's, but I'm also very interested in exploring romanticizing my day. Right. Yeah. How about you? Fun fact. I think you already do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for me, I, I would also say I, I, I like change. I'm open to change. Um, I, I feel like where I've settled in the past three to four years is I think before, uh, I was a little addicted to new beginnings and less about change. And so in the past few years, I've really been kind of settling into like finishing what you start. Right. And like, and, and really enjoying what you have and not just seeking out and recognizing that sometimes like that rush of a new beginning and getting caught up in that is a distraction from the areas and maybe you've been avoiding in your life. Right. Um, yes, or that you don't that want describes to my entire writing life. Right <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and so now I feel like I got a little too settled in that, that I kind of lost sight of the oh. drive and the ambition and the tenacity of like, I'm only 37. This isn't it. Right. Like that's why I was looking at ways to romanticize my day-to-day life is because my day-to-day life has gotten boring and I don't, I like my job and I like my home. And so if I can't, those were the two areas where I would force a new beginning most often. And yeah. so that's where like this feeling of change, like feeling it and that little rush and like that feeling in my chest I was talking about was because I don't know what it could be. Like it's a new area for me. Right. Um, and so I, I mean, I'm, I'm hopeful it's in a couple areas in my life. I'm real hopeful. I'm going to win that Minnesota raffle and be a millionaire by the on new year's day. <laughs> um, if that's the change, man, I am ready for it. <laughs> if anyone is, I believe it would be you. Honestly, ready? I feel uh, like you are just set to win that again. I'm, I just, I am a lottery winner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are. <laughs> That is a change I would welcome into my life. No, I don't. I don't know. Like there's certain changes that could happen around me that wouldn't be bad or good, but like both of my neighbors are, could potentially move in the next 12 months. Mm-hmm. One is, um, uh, gaining in years and may no longer be able to live on her own. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the others is a roommate situation where one is kind of ready to initiate his own change and the other doesn't think he could live there without him. Um, And I like both my neighbors. And so it would be a loss, right? Like the newness coming in could be great, but I'm just like, when we're we're apprehensive of change is the loss that comes with it. Um, True. Mm -hmm. But we have the, our grief episode and stuff like that and have been aware of it. Like if I, if I were to, if, when I heard them talk about that, they wanted to move, had I brushed aside those feelings or like kept them buried in my chest, 
when it did happen, it would have hit me like a freight train. Right. right. But since I sat with it and acknowledged like, oh, I'm going to lose, you know, like, would we still be friends if they didn't live next door? And like, what would that look like? And, and instead I've been like aggressive friendshiping them. <laughs> And now I feel okay if they leave because we're definitely friends now. Yeah. Um, and then I think with with my other neighbor, um, she's just such a spitfire and just such a template for how I would want to live well into my 90s that I think I'm grieving the losses she's experiencing less than I am grieving the potential of a new bad neighbor that, yeah. um, you know, just kind of seeing what it is like to age and, and she her family could end up making choices for her. And mm-hmm. so I'm just rectifying both my feelings for her. And then also like, well, she's my template in 60 years, I could potentially go through this. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was a long one to saying, I don't know, but I'm looking at all the different. Yeah. But I feel like you're open. I think you're yeah. open to it. What I find so interesting is that this episode ended up being on change. And what's our next episode on Tracy? <laughs> Oh my God. It's on tradition and holidays. I'm so sorry, guys. So my segue for that, you didn't, you didn't say it earlier, Amy. So I was going to ask you. So, um, if let's say you have no idea where the change could happen in your life, you're relatively Mm -hmm. happy, but in your life, you're open-minded, you have some ideas, but nothing's too bad or too good or whatnot. Um, if you're into astrology, I believe you said, look at where Taurus is in your chart. Mm -hmm. So, um, if you just Google birth chart online and then enter your information, you'll get a little wheel and I'll show you where all your planets and everything fall. Um, so look at Taurus and look at what house it is and what planets may or may not be in there. What, what Mm -hmm. aspects might be in there. So for me, Taurus is empty, but the house it falls in is family. (laughs) And with the holidays coming up, I'm a little nervous. I'm a little nervous. Hey, some people, including me, love our families, right? Like love our families, but holidays and traditions can be iffy. And you and I have talked about personally how we feel about certain um, national holidays and Mm -hmm. what they've come to mean and stuff. So we're just, we're going to work through some stuff together, uh, fill that toolbox. It's not going to be like a commiserating negative episode. I hope not. No, I think we could give people tips on how to deal with, you know, uncle Al. And, uh, but then it's also, um, (laughs) and part of that romanticizing your day-to-day life, creating your own traditions, right. Whether it's big or small within that. So, uh, yeah, I, I haven't done the outline yet. Tell you guys the truth. I don't know what it's going to be about yet, but tis the time of year to talk about and reflect on tradition. I love it. (laughs) Thanks for that. So if this episode spoke to your soul, please share it with a friend. And if you have time, give us some love on your preferred platform with a rate, review, and subscribe. You can also reach out to us via Instagram and YouTube under The Brightly Podcast or via email at brightlypodcast at gmail.com. We hope you have a bright and beautiful day. Bye.